What's up, everybody? Welcome to Hack Your Finances podcast. I'm Clyde Stackhouse, your host. And uh, today I'm pumped to be diving into a really fun topic um, that I think is going to be really practical um, handles for some people. And we're going to be diving into the mystery of money. You know, I found in this journey of helping people talking about finances, talking about budgets, talking about investing, that there are lots of questions that people have when it comes to finances. And it feels mysterious for a lot of people. It feels fleeting. Um, And I think a lot of times people just don't even know what to do next. And so today I'm pumped to dive into a handful of questions that I think come up really, really often um, and might be questions that you're asking when it comes to money as well. And so without further ado, we're going to dive into the mystery of money. And so the first question I want to uh, tackle today is what is money? Uh, What is money? You know, I think that this is, uh, I think, a really great question to start with. Um, It might not be the question that everybody thinks about, um, but I think that it's important because our framing of what money is will actually drive and dictate the way that we handle money, the way that we acquire it, whether we keep it, um, the way we use it. And so when I think about what is money, uh, I think of a couple like misconceptions or thoughts around money um, that kind of I think is important to demystify before we even get into like what we do with money. Um, Because I think a lot of times people go like money is evil. Like uh, I think for a lot of our listeners, you'd go like, I've heard somebody say that. Um, I'm not kidding when literally four days ago I was talking with somebody and they literally said that they were talking about their job. They were talking about their finances and they're like, well, you know, money's evil. So I don't have to worry about making a lot of it. And, uh, and I stopped them. I go, actually the Bible says it's the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And so I think that a lot of times we have this like misconception or misrepresentation of what money is that there's this idea that money is innately evil. But what I found in this journey is uh, money's not evil. Uh, The love of money uh, can produce a lot of evil. (laughs) The love of money can make people do really crazy things. Um, But in and of its core, when I think of money, um, one of my favorite things that I I hear people say is that money is a tool. And uh, I genuinely believe that. I think a uh, money is uh, simply a tool to be used and leveraged um, to accomplish goals, right? And so uh, I've seen money have a lasting positive impact. I've seen money have, or the lack of money, having a lasting negative impact. And so I think when we understand that money is a tool, um, I think it actually begins to frame our thinking around it uh, a little differently. Because when we think about money being a tool, um, uh, not to go to like, you know, guys and their sheds of tools, but like anybody ever been like, oh, it's horrible to have too many tools. Um, there might be some wives listening <laughs> that think that that too many tools is a bad thing. But uh, you know, as a carpenter or somebody who works on cars, you're never like, oh man, I just have too many wrenches because they're bad. Um, no, it's actually just your ability to acquire tools and to use them properly. And I view money the same exact way that the impact that I want to make on planet earth, number one is way bigger than myself. So I want to acquire as many tools that I can in my tool belt to make a difference in the world around me, because my money isn't just about me. It's about the lives that I can impact. It's the lives that I can change. It's the generations after me. It's my kids. It's my wife. It's my family around me. And so when we understand that money is a tool that we can help to change, change the world around us, to help impact people's lives, I think that we begin to grab a new perspective of what money is and how we can leverage it. 
And so wrap, wrapping up, you know, this point or this thought, this question of what is money, I think, you know, the fact that it's a tool, I, I think for me gets into a really great conversation. We'll have it another episode. But I, I think that one of the, the powerful things that people in their financial journey are learning to do is learning how to handle the tool of money. That I think this is where um, why there's so much destruction sometimes around money is because people just don't know how to handle it. It's a, a tool that you don't know how to handle is actually dangerous in your hands, and so that's why I you know you'll you'll look at people win the Powerball or Mega Millions they win you know billion dollars and you actually see them get this massive tool in their hand and what does it actually do? It actually causes massive destruction in their lives and potentially those around them. See families get ruined. You know, there's the stats around people coming into massive amounts of wealth and it actually destroying their life is startling. And, uh, and so, yeah, I'm excited to, we'll, we'll chat more about that, but this brings us to the, our next question in the podcast, which is how to get it. How, how do we get money? How do we actually acquire it? And, uh, I think sometimes we overthink it. And, uh, I think the reality is, uh, we work for it. You know, for 90% of people, the way that we're going to make money is simply by putting our hand to the plow and working. And uh, I think for a lot of times people are looking for, you know, the easy out. They're looking for the lottery ticket. They're looking for, you know, a free way to make a lot of money. And I found that one of the most powerful ways that we can simply make and acquire money is by working for it, by putting our hands to the plow, by actually working, you know, our W-2 job or working the thing that we have in our hands today. And, uh, but I think one of the things that I think why people ask this question, in their financial journey is because they don't feel like they have enough of it. And so that's why they're asking, how do I get it? Like, cool. I have my, you know, eight to five job or I, I'm like, you know, working so many hours a week at this thing, but how do I get more money? Because we don't feel like there's enough in the bank when we're working for it. And so I think my encouragement to people, when we think about like how to get money and, and I think really intrinsically how to get more money is I think number one, my encouragement to people is to double down on the thing that they're already good at. And so I think sometimes we're looking for another avenue, but I go like, man, what is the one thing you're like what, in your job? What is the skill set that you can continue to get great at, not just good, but great at that'll actually provide more value to your employer? Because somebody that is super valuable to their employer will become a more valuable employee. Let me say that one more time. There are people that are listening and, and what you need to do is you need to double down on your existing skills, double down on the thing you're already doing and go from good to great. Because when you become more valuable to your employer, you become a more valuable employee. So I find people all the time, they're going, man, I want to be able to make more money. I want to be able to create more wealth. And I go, well, what are you doing to make yourself better at the thing you're already doing? And far too often people go, uh, I don't know. And so, man, part of this is like just being a, a person that's like always a learner, always a grower, make yourself more valuable in the things that you're already doing. I think the next step um, in the journey outside of just maximizing your existing skill set, I, I think like once you've done that, then you have to ask the, the next question of like, what's the next thing I can add to my tool belt of skills or things that I can do that can generate wealth? or generate income. And so I think that's where like the next phase of this conversation gets into what's the skill set that you need to add to your tool belt to be able to increase your earning potential. And so there's uh, I, I found in this journey, like, man, there's, there's one thing that I can get great at, but then after that, it's actually like stacking on top of these things of like, what's the next thing to add value? What's the new skill set I can learn? And what I love about the day and age that we live is that the ability to learn a new skill 
to learn a new thing is never been easier. You jump on Google, you jump on YouTube and literally Google, how do I do X? How do I do cold sales? How do I get into tech sales? How do I do X, Y, Z? And there's the, the potential is unlimited on the things that we can learn and new skill sets. And I found that far too often, it's not the inability to acquire the skills or the information. It's not hidden. I think everybody's looking for like the secret sauce to making money or the secret sauce to investing. And I'm like, there is, it's no secret. The information's there. We just have to go look for it and then apply it. And that's the, that's the big encouragement for people listening to this call is um, to find that next thing and to actually put in the work to learn the skill, to get better at it and to increase your earning potential. And that's, I think, one of the number one ways that people can answer that question, how do I get it? Maximize the thing you're already doing. And then once you've done that, ask the question, what's the next skill set that I can add to my existing one and get really great at it? How can I train? How can I equip myself to become even more valuable and do a more valuable skill? Because that's how we, inc- that's how we increase our income is by growing our income potential. And we do that by growing ourselves, by learning and by getting better at our craft. Our next question when it comes to the mystery money is how do I keep it? Man, I I love this question because I think it's one of the most common questions when we sit down with people and we look at their finances is it is this overwhelming sense of money feels fleeting. They're going, I don't know how to keep money in my bank account. It's like I get paid and the next thing I know, it's like literally gone. It's disappeared and I don't know where it goes. And so I think a really practical, this is my favorite one, so practical. How do you keep money? Well, the first step is just tracking it. The first step is actually looking at where your money's at, where's it going, and what are you doing with it? Because it's really hard to keep something if you keep losing track of it. And so the first thing is track it, track it, track it, track it. And so I know I'm going to say the B word, but um, for people that feel like money's fleeting, they feel like they aren't able to keep it. the, The thing you need to do is a budget. You actually need to start writing down where your money is, what you're doing with it, where it's going having priorities in your budget to tell your money where to go. Man, I, I can tell you this. Uh, my wife has always ran our budget, uh, which is funny because I'm like the finance guy. I'm the numbers guy. My, I, I always have worked with numbers. And when I tell people, my wife ran our budget, they're like, your wife runs the budget? You're the numbers guy. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I just don't want to go through the energy of tracking it. And I'll tell you the moment my wife goes, babe, I'm tired of doing our, our budget. I'm tired of the being the one that manages our money. I'm tired of being the one that always tells us, no, we can't do X, Y, and Z. Can you please take it over? And it was amazing. The moment I took over our budget, it was this defining moment for me where I began to actually see where every dollar went and, the, and it made saving and keeping our money a priority. Because when you're tracking it, you actually feel pain attached to like, holy smokes, we made X, we spent all of that and we have nothing to show for it a month later. It's like, for me, was so painful to watch where I literally was like, we made X this month, we made X this month, we made X this month, and I don't like, sure, we got a new Sono speaker, or we got the new thing, or like went on this vacation, like, great, but we weren't making progress in our financial goals. And so it all started with, man, can I track, can I write down what our money is supposed to do and actually live by it? And so if you wanna know how to keep money, you wanna start saving money, you actually wanna have like, a uh, investment opportunity. It actually starts with having money available to invest. And that starts by tracking it. And I think the second component isn't just um, keeping track of it, having the budget, knowing what to do. But I think the next layer is actually having priorities and goals. 
Um, and, and while that plays a lot, I think a lot into the, the budget, I found people can run a budget, but still have no vision for their finances, still have no goals, still have no purpose behind it. So they might be seeing where their money's going. They might be watching it trickle into all of the budgets and they might still be living at a zero base budget, but they still will find themselves going, I don't know if there's purpose. I don't know if we're actually growing our bank accounts. I don't know if we're actually making progress here. And it's because they haven't defined their goals. They haven't defined where they want to go or what they're trying to accomplish. And so I think this is just like another practical step in how to keep money is actually having some goals attached to that. And so something that really practical um, for people to do is uh, for a lot of employers, you can set up a separate direct uh, deposit into another bank account. And so for me, that was one of the first things we did when I started managing our money and going, man, we're not saving enough. I literally went, what are we trying to save every month or every paycheck? Great. X dollars are going into a different bank account, one that we don't spend from, and it's a legitimately a savings account. It's not a, uh, it's not the account that we put money into before it goes to checking. It's actually a savings account. And uh, man, I'll tell you the there's so much power when you make that a priority and you put the practice into your life where you're going, this is where money's going and we're not going to touch it. And that's where things get really fun um, because you know we've been doing this for a while now and it's been fun just seeing that grow, watching our net worth grow, tracking all these numbers and going, man, we're making progress towards the things that we've considered goals, we've made priorities. And not only that, it, I love the fact that when you start doing these things, it frees you up to do the things that like burn in your heart. And so for my wife, um, we're both generous people, but like she loves vacations, like she's jacked. And so when we can make those decisions, go, hey, we're going we're gonna to do another vacation this year. Why? Because we crushed our budget. We made these decisions. We made these priorities that when we have opportunities to give or people to bless, we're not like trying to figure out how we're going to bless that person. We go like, no, we, we got money stored away for this very reason, for this very purpose. And so uh, how do you keep money? You, you have to start tracking it, start having a budget, and then make it a priority to, to start bundling money into a savings account so you can actually keep what you're trying to do because you have purpose, because you have a plan. Awesome. Our last question that we're going to dive into, uh, and man, I think we'll have a whole series on this in the future. But uh, one of the most common questions is, how do I grow it? Man, um, when I think about growing money, I think uh, this is just a big question around investing, right? Uh, and I think that the fun thing about growth, the fun thing about investing is that, man, it's a long journey. Um, and I think too often people think that like they want fast growth, um, but pro- I think of Proverbs. Proverbs says that um, you know hasty money dwindles quickly, but it says money that is gained little by little um, lasts. And uh, and so when it comes to to growing your wealth, when it comes to growing your finances, man, it's a journey. It's little by little, step after step, progress point after progress point. But specifically when it comes to investments, man, I, I think of like an acorn, and it's one of those things where it's like, man, you want to grow something big, you want to grow something significant. It's going to take time. It's going to take time putting seed in the soil, letting it sit there, letting it vest, letting it like reoccur interest, the compounding interest of an investment and watching it grow and grow and grow into a massive oak tree um, for, you know, to wrap that example. And so how do we grow? How do we grow? How do we invest? Um, I think it's that it's starting little by little. Um, a lot of times people are waiting until, you know, they're like, oh, I'm going to start investing once I get, you know, 10 grand in savings or 15, 20, whatever that number is. And I'm like, man, you don't, you don't got to start to, you don't have to wait till you're, you got that much money. You just, you start right where you're at. Start, start putting away $5 in, you know, 5% in your 401k, 4%, whatever you can, you know, start in that process. Um, if you're, you know, you're going the 401k route, you know, for people in real estate, 
A lot of times they're like, man, I got to wait for that 20% down payment. I'm like, man, you don't, you don't got to wait for that. You just got to find the right people, right connections and right um, deal to be able to pull off these investment opportunities. And I think that, um, you know, that's the fun part of this financial journey when it comes to growing wealth and growing our income, growing um, the way that we're making an impact is that there are just so many fun and creative ways to be able to do this. Um, I'll share a quick story here, um, but you know, in our journey of, of investing and growing our, our net worth and growing our wealth, a big part of that has actually been real estate. Um, and, you know, we started early with our first house. It was a single family, um, you know, small little two bed, one bath, great starter home and ended up turning that into rental. And we just, you know, started like ticking away a little piece by piece. We got another fixer upper, moved into that, got a whole lot of sweat equity in it. And, uh, you know, doing all of the flooring and tile and paint. And uh, it's amazing what you can learn on YouTube uh, when you need to save money. And uh, so we've been, a, been, on, been on that journey. And I remember we came across this deal and uh, just found us uh, an amazing house, needed to be gutted, needed to be fully renovated and flipped. And we hit this point where we're like, yo, we, we don't have the cash to do all of this. Um, it was a house that needed to be bought cash. We didn't have that on hand. A house needed to be flipped. We can, we could cover the reno cost and that was about it. Um, and the beautiful thing about like growing and investing is there's lots of creative ways to do this. And so we actually found an investor that was like, Hey, I've got money sitting on the sideline. I want to get into projects. I don't know if I want something super long term. And so we were able to work with them, help them make some money, help us make some money and get into a, another rental that's cash flowing beautifully. We have amazing sweat equity onto it. Um, and so I just say that, that like, you don't have to have all the pieces put together to start the journey of growing. Um, but I do think that there is knowledge, you know, I think that there's connections, um, but I think it's little by little it's, it's learning little by little people that want to get into real estate investing. It's listening to podcasts. Um, people think like, you know, you read all these books, you go to school for it. It's like, no, just learn little by little, listen to the podcast, read a book. You want to start investing. It's little by little 4%, 5%, 8%, 10% into a 401k. It's little by little. It's building a real estate portfolio. It's not buying 20 houses at once, it's buying one, just starting somewhere, starting with a little. And, uh, and it, t- it, t- it takes being intentional. It takes work. It takes time. I think that's my biggest thing is it takes time. Leave the seed in the soil, let the seed grow, and uh, you'll be surprised at the progress you've made. Yeah. And so this is my, my final encouragement to, to everybody who's listening and watching today is to know that this is a journey. It's a long journey in our finances. I think far too often uh, we look at where we're at and we wish we were further along in the journey than we are. And we think that just three months of budgeting or three months of decision-making is going to unwind 30 years of decisions that we've made. And uh, it's going to take time, but I think that that's the fun is that it's the compounding interest of great decisions, great opportunities, um, and really putting these things into practice. And so, hey, I hope today's podcast has encouraged you and challenged you. I'm sure there's people that maybe have questions coming out of this. I'm like, man, what are some practical next steps? Or how do I get into real estate? Or different things that we talk about in this podcast. I want to encourage you, feel free to reach us, reach out to us um, on Instagram. You can hit us up at Hack Your Finances Instagram page. Give us a follow. Hit us up in the DMs. We'd love to chat with you. But uh, thanks for tuning in. I'm excited. Our next podcast, Sneak Peek, we're going to be diving into the power of habits in our finances. I think a lot of times it is our habits that are our hangups in our financial journey. And so pumped to be able to help you unlock something fresh and new like never before. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you hit subscribe. We'll see you in the next episode. Peace. 